I try to be the classy one when I can, which is not often. I mean, when I think of you, Phil, I think classy. Well, I'm a guy who never tucks his shirt in. Me either. I'm a committed untucker. Roll it. I'm going to generalize so hard on this because I think that many people don't fit in this realm, even though they're of this group of people. You know, you'd think you'd at least have some sort of debriefing to have some sort of basic grasp on some of this stuff. Huh? Where we should be listening to each other, we should be honest with each other, we should be humble enough to, to admit our ignorance and seek out the knowledge we need. Hello world, welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the number one resource for church tech. With your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider, it's time to level up. But first, a quick word from this week's sponsor. Thanks, Larry. Now, I have this great idea. Have you guys thought about writing for Church Mag? I love how many people push back and talk and leave comments and have all these great ideas. And I want to hear other people's voices. And so one of the big things that we love about Church Mag is that we get to hear what everybody else is talking. I would encourage you guys to go to Church Mag slash contribute and sign up to write with Church Mag. I encourage you, if you are thought about writing one article, go try it out. Church Mag slash contribute. So go check it out. Thank you, Jeremy. Now let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye along here with Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider. I'm sure you've, you've seen it in the news. Mark Zuckerberg talking before Congress about the, the data and all the things and the things and the whatnots. And you're probably watching and listening and reading headlines. And you are not only uh, completely understand what's being said, but even the intricacies of what's going on. But let me tell you, there that is not the case for everyone. Am I right, Jeremy? You're right. So the perspective I want to take from this is, at least with church tech, uh, sometimes we have, I'm going to generalize so hard on this because I think that many people don't fit in this realm, even though they're of this group of people. But when you talk to elders about wanting to upgrade technology and they're like, why does it cost so much? Or um, the congregation about expanding and doing online ministry and the possibilities that could come with that or just all these different things that are tech wise telling figuring out how to help your senior pastor do certain things on their phone or laptop i feel like that's always a bit of a hassle a bit of a difficult process because they aren't native to that process we talk about being natives with technology and digital stuff and so no more could this come relevant in just culture than with right now Mark Zuckerberg on Tuesday and on Wednesday this last week. He was sitting in front of Congress, and if you look at some of the comments that social media has made towards him, um, towards just the senators asking the question, they're very much like, so I feel like they have to explain Twitter to the senators just to help them understand or what does it mean to actually make money? Literally, one of the questions was, how does Facebook make money? And Zuckerberg said, we have ads, smiled at the senator, and then just kept going. Like, I feel like some of these questions are kind of like dumb moments, which church tech also can sometimes experience with some of that. And, I mean, this is a Senate hearing, blah, 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 or whatever hearing. Sometimes I wonder if some questions are asked because they want it like for the record or whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I've seen Senate hearings on other issues as well. And these do really seem like legitimate questions that just, you know, I mean, gosh, these are this is this is important. These are important things like, 
you know, you'd think you'd at least have some sort of debriefing to have some sort of basic grasp on some of this stuff. At least ask your grandson how Facebook works. <laughs> you know, I agree with your point. So I'm reading an article on, on CNN. Um, and to your point about getting getting answers on the record, I think there's some of, the, some of that. Um, Senator Orrin Hatch, quoting from CNN, asked, how do you sustain a business model on which users don't pay for your service? Yep. Of course, you know, the, the res- response is, of course, we run ads. So that's a good point to put in. That's a good point to have on the record, right? We run ads. My follow-up question, which it's not clear if it's, it was asked, my follow-up question was, do you then sell access to your audience, to advertisers? Yes. Well, so then in essence, your your users are your product, correct? I would have followed up like that. I'm not sure if Senator Hatch did that or not, but that's a great not. way to ask a question to get it on the record. Okay. I know he didn't, Jeremy. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> 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 Senator Orrin Hatch is like 108 years old. So anyway. Um, but I think, I think there is a technology mind trap where – I mean, we do that here at Church Mag when we're spinning up ideas and topics of things to cover. We we know things from our experience, and not just us, you know, us guys on the podcast, but I even mean church techs that listen and read things and are familiar with computers and stuff like that. The knowledge that you possess and that you have is is probably much further along than you realize compared to everyone else. And it's easy to forget that. And it's and it leads to oftentimes, I think, frustration, either frustration in helping someone figure something out and you just feel as though they are are stupid or frustration by the questions you're being asked that seem very obvious and you and you feel like you have you're you're, you're having they're, they're questions that make you feel defensive when really they're just honest inquiries. I feel like we well, should include the audience real quick in the fact that Church Bank has two different audiences because we have such a strong Google presence and that's a lot of our traffic. We are speaking to a lot of people that may not know have googled something, found our website and go check it out. But then we also have people that have more interest, more expectations, and probably are everybody that's listening to this podcast that understand a lot more about some of this stuff. And so um, Church Mag has a little bit of a unique perspective in the sense that they're trying to speak to a couple of different perspectives. Um, I think that's important. But I think, I think too, you know, it's, if you're going to, so if you're going to be involved in a, a decision-making process, basically the Senate is preparing to, in essence, answer the question, should Facebook be regulated? So if in church tech, if you're going to ask a question to solve a problem, you should be you know, informed on that question or problem. So yep. whereas, Eric, you said that we may have more information than the general general, general public, that's, that's true. And, Jeremy, you're right. We are talking to two audiences. We're trying to inform both audiences. We're trying to challenge the knowledgeable, and we're trying to inform the ignorant. Um, what we saw in the Senate hearing is we have decision makers who are decidedly ignorant, so um, Senator John Kennedy it, it goes back and forth with Zuckerberg numerous times saying, are you willing to, like, for example, are you willing to go back and work on giving me a greater right to erase my data you know, as a user of Facebook? And Zuckerberg was like, Senator, you can, already, you can already delete any of the data that's on there or delete all of your data. And then Kennedy asked, okay, are you willing to expand my right to blah, 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 blah? And Zuckerberg was like, you already have that ability. Like mm-hmm. these are all things that Facebook already done, and the Senate has no idea. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like any time like a pastor, you know, uh, your your sixty five year old lead pastor says, "Hey, uh, so can the uh, we have the website to can we get it set up to where uh, whenever we post something, it uh, lets everybody know on our Facebook group." It already does that. Oh, well, okay then. 
you know, or, you know, or conversely, Hey, can we get a, can we get a big old, big old counter down there at the bottom of the webpage? Sometimes someone goes to our webpage, it rolls over one number. I don't know why my pastor, I don't know why my lead pastor voice is George W. Bush, but, but, but it is. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, then let's wrap it up. That's a good. <laughs> I think the, I think the tough part isn't necessarily doing the agreement. It's in the, then how do you have those conversations and how do you um, not insult them? And at the same time, um, what should be your expectations? Should you actually expect your senior pastor and elderly congregation to know that? I think maybe that's a big question to have, too. I think the first thing, the first takeaway we can take from this is that the struggle is real, and it's not just within the church. It is, it's it's a general issue at large, right? Technology has moved faster than it ever has in history. We have made so much progress, and it's a snowball effect, right? It gets bigger, and it moves faster. I mean, before we know, we are going to be completely out of the loop. I mean, that... Time will prove that to be true, where we're going to have a hard time understanding it. So I think what's important is that by realizing, you know, that this isn't just like an issue with the church, it isn't old fuddy-duddies or whatever kind of stereotype you might want to slap onto that, but this is actually a global thing. Like, this is an experience that everyone is 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 having, even Mark Zuckerberg. Well, but, but it's... I get your point, Jeremy, that, you know, should our pastor know those things? And maybe not, you know, but it, let's, let's say that the question is like, which computer should we buy next? Right. The pastor mm-hmm. should be getting, should, should be seeking out information on that topic. Mm-hmm. I actually and think the pastor should. So I will say that I'm of that mindset personally. But how much, how much should be known and how much should be understood? Well, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, a passing knowledge, if you're, especially if you're going to like, if you're going to form an opinion on something, you should have an idea, right? If you're going to make a decision on something, you should have some sort of idea. But there should be some level of awareness. Not expertise, awareness. Clearly, the senators barely have an awareness. And this is where I think fundamentals play a huge key as well. You know, if we have strong fundamentals, it doesn't matter what step or what type of technology is at play. We can apply those basic fundamentals and be able to come up with a conclusion mm-hmm. opposed to specific situations. Well, and then this also goes back to, like I've said before, um, we need we need leaders in the church who are reading more than just theology. We need people who are reading, you know, science text or science books who are reading, you know, science journals, medical journals. We we can't answer the world's objections to um, our morality if we don't understand the science behind that is changing morality. Like, how, how does the church respond to human cloning or like three D printing a a new um, you know organ, you know, a new heart for a human being um, without uh, understanding how that works to some degree? That's a pretty extreme example, but you, you get my point. So so then so then to someone's point. Um, what, do, what, what do we do about this? What should, what should our approach, what can we do? What kind of action can we take to influence positive change in the world around us? I love the idea of um, working within the realm of your specialty and not um, attempting to lead in something that you don't understand. So counseling would call this um, working within the humility. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At that same point, also being able to be learners moving forward. And so obviously we would not tell a pastor how to do their sermon unless we have that background. 
Um, and so we would have, I think that having that understanding and that conversation of always trying to educate is really important, not educate when we want something, which I think is sometimes what we do in church tech of, we wait until we have the pitch of what we would like, or we're in desperate need of something. That's when we start to educate a pastor on, and that might be a little bit too late. Hmm. Do, you, do you think it's something where whereby one can make themselves available, or is that assuming too much? I mean, that's where you and your pastor are, should be a relationship and should know mm-hmm. those yeah. kind of things. But also, too, that's that's where you know if you're pa- if you're okay if you're a pastor. So we have pastors and new pastors that listen to this podcast. You know, be a learner. Be engaged. Um, it's amazing how many pastors, how many pastors said, ah, Snapchat's no big deal or Snapchat's the devil and had never even looked at Snapchat. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, when Snapchat came out, I my, I instantly thought, eh, this is, just, eh, there's gonna be problems with this because not because I, not because I knew Snapchat because I, having worked with junior high students <laughs> for so many years, I just knew you, you give them an app that doesn't take a picture of their willies and wobblies, <laughs> you know, then vanishes instantaneously. That's they're they're going to do, they're going to do it. You know, uh, Brett Favre couldn't be trusted. The you know, 12 year old can't be either. So it, it's one of those things for me. Like, but then again, I then downloaded Snapchat began using and say, okay, I can see why some folks wouldn't use this for non pervy reasons. But, you know, that you have to engage in that first. I think that also understanding. um, So if you are trying to push for someone to add a website to your church and they may end up pushing back saying, oh, we need we should do an app because that's what other people do. Or we need to do um, continue with just like the mail in flyers. You having a better understanding than they do of the app and of the flyers and the cost and all these things better than the person arguing against you, you're not going to lose unless they're just simply stubborn. In that point, the question is, is do you want to serve under that kind of leadership? And so recognizing that um, a good person that can prove their or support their ministry needs to have that. I think it has to have that perspective. It feels like we're running into some of the leading yeah. from the yeah. bottom uh, territory. Well, I mean, let's, let's, but we are, but also too, this is where uh, Christian humility enters into it. You know, so whether you are the the tech expert or the the uh, appointed by God leader of the ministry, either way, it's it uh, is incumbent upon you to uh, you know to be humble and to seek you know wisdom and experience from your you know, your, uh, your, your brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, uh, my pastor is, is a very smart man, but he's got a board and the board um, is, is chosen by the, the people of the church, but it's a, it's a, it is a incredibly varied group with, with differing expertise. Yeah. I think ultimately this comes also down to, you know, treating others, how you're going to want to be treated because, you know, like I said before, Technology, the speed in which it's accelerating. Eventually, we're going to be these people that that have a hard time understanding. So, I think that we need to treat those that are having a hard time understanding right now. We need to treat them like we would hope to be treated, and behave in in a manner in the future that we would want people now to to uh, react and behave as. So, definitely, I, I think that that's 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 something we can something else we can take away from this as well. I, I think that the end result is that just or, or the my my last thought would be um, if you if you don't know something you have to learn sometimes you won't know something until you're in relationship with somebody else who does know it so this is where we should be listening to each other 
We should be honest with each other. We should be humble enough to, to admit our ignorance and seek out the knowledge we need. Amen and amen. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. And if you want any tips on how to explain things nicely, if you go to the Reddit, explain it, explain it to me like I'm five. It's a, a great lesson in nice, easy ways that you can explain complicated or topics that you don't know. And if you can look for topics that you do understand and read how people present it, you know, that might help. I'd so. never go to Reddit. How could you support such a thing? That's terrible. You are a liar, sir. You are a liar. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe half of my church mag posts come from Reddit. What? <laughs> the Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. <laughs> <laughs>